Oh man, I overslept. Hopefully I didn't miss recording the podcast. Dustin? Dustin? Where are you? Duke? Is this a joke? I made my co-host disappear. Duke, I'm reading through all your private stuff. You better come out and pound me. Guys, I'm drinking beer and recording a podcast. You better come out and join me. Digo needs more content. This is my podcast. I have to defend it. Today, I'm listening to the music of Home Alone. Hello and welcome to Drink In Geek OST. This is a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks. This episode is featuring Rochester Mills Gingerbread Cookie Milkshake Stout. I'm player two, Saf. And the track you're listening to is the main title theme for Home Alone. And uh, it's a delightful track. You gotta love John Williams. Uh, I don't have a lot of info on John Williams today. Because uh, eventually we'll do a full John Williams spiel, I'm assuming. Uh, but uh, just in time for ho- uh, the holiday of Xmas or Christmas, I wanted to talk about Home Alone. Um, it's a delightful Christmas movie, and uh, it has great music as a. Uh, John Williams always produces great music. So, um, yeah, today we'll be doing that. But first, we got to talk about our beer. As I said, this is Rochester Mills Gingerbread Cookie Milk Milkshake Stout. 5.5% ABV, 20 IBUs. Uh, oh, man, listen to that. Uh, that's the... Uh, the um oh it doesn't matter uh milk stout brewed with ginger molasses milk sugar and cocoa nibs uh let me uh, turn this music down so i can focus on the beer all right so looking at the can it's got like a kind of holiday looking sparkly lights in the background um, there's a happy little gingerbread cookie floating in what looks to be a glass of this beer. And I will say this is out of the 12 days of milk shake stouts or whatever that Rochester Mills sample pack that they put out like every year. This is the first one I have ever purchased. And, um, I thought this was the most Christmassy of the bunch so I figured it fit well on this episode uh, it says proprietary 7 malt blend on the side and then there's the ABV and IBUs 20 IBUs as I said that is the chess 20 the number of legal starting moves in chess or something like that it says for best results always keep always keep your cool and refrigerate your beer so it's a kind of tannish brown hues all over this can pretty simple 
but fits the theme they all kind of have this similar type deal going on now looking at the beer it's essentially as black as it gets I'm not seeing much color here at all let me look at the SRM and go scroll I'm scrolling all the way down to the bottom and um, I'm gonna say 59 I'm guessing it could be slightly darker 60 is black black is that comes 59 is one it's basically the same but uh it's called dark night in the dark at night let me smell it it's very sweet smelling very sugary it's got milk sugars in it i think that's what i'm selling saying smelling and molasses when i taste it i don't get a ton of ginger it's hints of it but there's just so much going on with the molasses and the cocoa nibs very chocolatey it's quite good actually uh, I'm not a huge fan of gingerbread flavored things but it does it has I do like ginger like actual ginger I, I like a gingerbread cookie I like things that have like real ginger in them but artificial ginger usually takes tastes fake to me but it tastes pretty good I think there's real ginger in this so it's uh it could use a little more though to just to make it more clear overall very sweet and uh desserty i did just eat dinner so it makes it's uh okay that i'm drinking this sweet sweet beer let me look at untapped see what they're saying uh 1061 ratings it's a total of 1150 check-ins their average seems to be a 3.6 out of 5. I have two friends that checked it in. The Duke and Mrs. Duke both gave it a 4 out of 5. No comment. Kelly says, smells yummy. Surprisingly, it also tastes yummy. Considering I hate gingerbread, ginger doesn't overpower it, but has a strong finish. She gave it a 3 out of 5. She seemed to like it, but I guess not loving it. Kurt Yu says cookies on cookies on cookies for the nose, slight sweetness, and hits the ginger and cocoa nibs notes. Had a slight spiciness I couldn't identify. Very tasty holiday beer. Five of 12 days of Christmas stouts. Yeah, there is. I had a spicy dinner, so I wasn't sure if that's the sp what spiciness on my tongue was. But I think it is coming from the beer because it seems to be getting... Uh, more prevalent as I drink. Kayla M says 5 of 12. This isn't, there isn't much of a smell. There is a burning spicy sensation on the back of the throat and on your lips. Very complex beer. 3.75 out of 5. Andrew M smells like sweet cake. Crazy ginger flavor. Tasted pieces of cookie. Fantastic. And there's a four and a half out of five. Very good score. Matt F, lots of ginger. It's almost spicy. Would like to see more molasses to balance things out. 3.25 out of five. I guess I don't need to keep saying out of five. They're all out of five. We get it. I do think the balance is slightly off because like the molasses is kind of the upfront flavor and the ginger is just kind of the burning on the back of the throat. The flavor of ginger is only kind of like undersold in this until the end. 
but the <clears throat> molasses is really strong right away. So it'd be nice if it was more of a, a balance. Steve H says more of a ginger stout rather than a gingerbread cookie. Not bad, but not a huge fan of the ginger aftertaste. 3.25. Kind of what I was saying. It's the it's not really cookie, it's just ginger. I'm guessing the sugars and cocoa nibs are supposed to make it more cookie y. But really you're just getting a mouthful of or a, a throat of ginger. Like if you had a ginger banaka or whatever that minty spray was it was you had a ginger one that you just sprayed in the back of your throat that's where the ginger lies but um yeah i think i'm ready to check it in i said what i had to say so you kind of know where i'm leaning so i ended up putting this in at a 3.75 i'm hoping some of the other ones i try in this box are a little better and will just improve after this like I said, the gingerbread one was probably the one I was looking forward to the least. I think gingerbread doesn't always work in a stout or in a beer. And like I said, it was that spiciness on the back of the throat of the ginger is most of the ginger flavor that you get in the beer. It would be nice to have it more balanced. Uh, it's very sweet. Definitely a dessert beer. I wouldn't be drinking a bunch of these in one night. So the 12 days of stout makes sense because you... You wouldn't want to drink them all in one night. You'd spread it out over 12 days or probably more if you don't drink it every day. But definitely glad I purchased this box and I'm looking forward to tasting more. All right, now that the beer's out of the way, let's get to our next song. It is called Holiday Flight. And you will remember this song from the point in the movie when they're racing through the airport they're going to be late for their flight so uh, yeah so it's like a fast paced song uh, to get your energy up and remind you that uh, like there's something important going on and there's also like sleigh bells in the background because uh, it's Christmas there's snow on the ground I think they're in Chicago or something so uh, it's like cold out and, uh, you know, it's Christmassy. But, yeah, this is a huge song for this movie. Uh, next up, we have The House. And it sounds like this. It has that um, somewhere in the my memory theme at the beginning. Sort of sounds like the main title sequence. So let me read a little bit of info. Home Alone premiered on November 10th, 1990 in Chicago and entered wide release in the United States on November 16th, 1990. Here's those sleigh bells coming. With a total gross of $476.7 million. It held the record for the highest grossing live action comedy ever until it was overtaken by The Hangover Part 2 in 2011. Not even the best Hangover movie. Probably the worst Hangover movie, honestly. Um, so it's unfortunate that it took out Home Alone, but 
I remember this was a surprise hit because it's just like a kid's movie, but I guess this time of year, uh, people want that type of holiday movie. Well, here, now we're switching it up a little bit. It's a, kind of a different sound than the title track. Um, let's move on to Man of the House. Now Kevin McAllister's has to uh, learn how to... He's like seven years old or eight years old and he has to learn how to be home alone and take care of himself. And there's some drama going on. I think this is when he goes to the store for the first time. And uh, he steals the toothbrush on accident. And they kind of like chase him through the through people's legs and stuff. He's running across the ice uh, ice skating rink. There's that somewhere in my memories theme again. A little bit more information. Columbus initially hoped to have Bruce Broughton score the film, and early posters listed him as the composer. However, Broughton was busy with Rescuers Down Under, and he had to cancel at the last minute. Columbus was later able to get in touch with Steven Spielberg, who helped him contact John Williams to produce the final score. Traditional Christmas songs such as Oh Holy Night and Carol of the Bells are featured prominently in the film, as well as film's theme song, Somewhere in My Memory. Uh, the soundtrack was released by Sony Classic Records on cassette on December 4th, 1990, and not on CD until May 27th, 2015. Let's move on to Scammed by a Kindergartner, which I think that's Joe Pesci's line, maybe? a fun, lighthearted song. Ooh, getting more dramatic. Some big orchestra stuff in there. John Williams is known for his orchestra work. Light and bouncy, sort of kid-friendly song. I think that's an oboe. Let's skip ahead a little bit on this one. dramatic but lighthearted I think as this movie kind of is 
Let's move on to follow that kid. Roger Rabbit is being stalked by like Elmer Fudd or something. Which this makes sense because this this movie is pretty cartoony. The way like the villains are just destroyed, but they're not ever really hurt. This song is uh, quite dramatic. This is probably like the midpoint of the movie, so yeah, it's getting to that. The peak of the film. Let's move on to Oh Holy Night. I mentioned there are some classic Christmas songs in here. At one point, Kevin goes to church and talks to that his neighbor. I think this is the choir singing in that scene, perhaps? Very well done. Uh, let's move on. Everybody's familiar with this song, no need to dwell on it. Uh, Star of Bethlehem, I think this is another moment that is sung in the film. Kind of a classic organ sound here. Church organ, maybe. A song I'm less familiar with, but I think is a kind of classic Christmas song. Most likely the same choir singing. I don't know why they would get a different choir. There's also an instrumental version earlier in the film that I will play right now. There's those Christmas bells again. Just a nice orchestral version of Star of Bethlehem. you're having a Christmas party and you want to put on a, just some music, I think the Home Alone soundtrack is a good choice. Maybe remove a couple of these songs, but uh, overall, I think it's 
puts you in the Christmas mood while not also being the same songs you hear every time you go to like Target or Walmart. Next up, we have one of my favorite moments in songs in the movie. This really gets good. But I am going to move on to the next track, which is Setting a Trap. So this is like the mission prep scene. You know, he's hanging the paint cans and putting tar on the stairs and icing down the outside step or wetting down the outside step so they turn to ice. Maybe hanging in an iron or putting some nails, poking through stuff to step on, breaking up some ornaments. Setting traps to kill people. dramatic but also festive and it's just fantastic and you really gotta love uh, Macaulay Culkin for the young kid I think he does a great job and you know Harry and Marv are great fun in this movie Definitely one of my favorite movies to watch this time of year. I'm going to skip to the end of this song. Got some kind of Carol of the Bells situation going on. Alright, now let's go on to Somewhere in My Memory. the big hit from this movie. So the score was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Original Score. The film's signature tune, Somewhere in My Memory, was nominated uh, for the Academy Award for Best Original Song and the Grammy Award for Best Song Written for Visual Media. Somewhere in My Memory was written to run alongside the film by Williams. It can be heard in numerous selections, numerous sections of the film, which I pointed out a few already, either in the full length or fragments, forming the backbone for the film's soundtrack. Somewhere in My Memory is performed in many Christmas concerts in schools or professional orchestras and choirs alike across the globe. Citation needed. I think it's safe to say that. No need to citate that. Uh, moving on, let's go to the finale, or Mom's Return slash finale. So, Mother is about to reunite, be reunited with Son. On, I think, I guess it's Christmas morning. Somewhere in my memory. There's that again. Uh, really beautiful song. And like 
them running, seeing each other and running into each other's arms. Just the swelling of the song with that visual is a pretty beautiful moment. move on to the end titles my last track from the movie but not my last track for this episode What a better way to end a Christmas movie than wishing everybody a Merry Christmas. And then taking everybody through a medley of the movie's best songs, such as the Racing Through the Airport song, and, uh, you know, the main title theme comes back along in here and somewhere in my memory. skip ahead a little bit see there's somewhere in my memory that song comes back let me skip even farther ahead I've heard that and then it's just like the orchestral version of that song it's overall beautiful beautiful music um, while this plays a little bit I'll tell you about what else I've got? I'm talking about the Home Alone video game. There are multiple versions of the game released for the Nintendo Entertainment System, Game Boy, Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Master System, Sega Genesis, Game Gear, Amiga, and MC-DOS. Or MS-DOS. Platforms and each features a different style of gameplay, but all share the same plot and roughly the same objective. Kevin McAllister is left home alone, when his family goes on vacation. He must prevent Har Harry and Marv, the wet bandits, from burgling the homes, burgling his home using various household objects as traps and or weapons. This first song is the main title theme from the Super Nintendo version. You can hear that it's got that vibe the it's not precise but it's definitely home alone-ish I guess maybe the best they could do it kind it kind of feels off like out of tune or out of key or off key or something I don't know if that's done on purpose or not but interesting song nonetheless um, I think it repeats like that Let's go next to Waltz of the Flowers. Very familiar Christmassy tune. 
Home Alone song. This is pretty well done. This rendition. It might be the best of the ones on here. Let's go to the next one. We have Harry and Marv. Oh, this is not bad. We gotta get through that airport. Harry and Marv are after us. I don't know why it's called Harry and Marv, but... <laughs> This one's pretty good, too. Now, the Super Nintendo version of the game, the goal is to evade the wet bandits while bringing the McAllister's fortunes from the ho house down to the safe room in the basement. Once all items have been sent down the chute to the basement, Kevin must make it past rats, bats, spiders, and ghosts he encounters in the basement, then fight a boss so he can make it to the safe room to lock away his family riches. Yeah, you remember when those rats and bats and ghosts were chasing him in the movie? It's so spooky. I remember playing this game, I rented it I think, I didn't own it, but it was so hard. And I think it's one of those designed as a cash-in, not actually to be playable. Uh, next we have the electronics wing. Kind of sounds like an earlier song, but more electronic-y. Like it's played on a theremin, I think? I don't know. The composer for this is Mark Van Heck. He's an American composer, music producer, and pianist known for his countless works at Absolute Entertainment. He attended the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee from 73 to 77. He began his video game music career as a composer at Absolute Entertainment, where he worked from 89 until the company closed its doors in 95. While at Absolute Entertainment, he composed music for many of the games created by their in-house development company, Imagineering, Inc. Because the company developed several games based on TV, movie, and media licenses, Mark had to arrange the theme songs from the original shows to the NES. Aside from composing, Heck has also been credited as the audio director for several games. Uh, sorry, moving to the next track, but uh, let me just finish this sentence. Um, he now works as a freelance composer and producer. This is the Scary Basement. Scary Basement is prominent in the movie. A few scenes. Goes to, uh, Kevin goes down there and gets scared. And apparently it's a big part of the game because, you know, he's taking all... That's where he's trying to hide all the valuables. Even though... I mean, it, it's a good take on... A uh, good way to take make a game off the movie by... Um, have it and protect the house, I guess, rather than setting traps. Uh, 
Uh, lastly, I have the ending theme. Which makes this game sound like it was all a dream, or a lullaby for a baby? I don't know. This part of the song is pretty good. But it just seems very dreamlike. Those twinkling tones. Or like a baby's mobile. Alright, next up I have the Sega Genesis game. And I'm gonna warn you, the music's not nearly as good. It, it, it's better, but it's not as recognizable, I think. It doesn't fit with the movie. Uh, first, I have the title screen. Like, I, I like this as a song, but it definitely doesn't sound like Home Alone to me. kind of like jazzy, dancey, um, early 90s, poppy, kind of reminds me of Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City for some reason. Enjoyable, but unexpected. Let's move on to Outside. If it wasn't for that loud percussion, I'd almost put this on the elevator music playlist. Cause that bing 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 sounds like an elevator. Um, while this plays, I'll tell you about the game a little bit. The Genesis and Game Gear versions feature a slightly different plot. While the game still revolves around Kevin battling the wet bandits, he instead must protect several houses in his neighborhood while waiting 20 minutes for the police to arrive. 40 if you're playing on a higher difficulty. During the game, the wet bandits drive around the neighborhood ooh, that was weird. in a nondescript van while they decide to enter one of the houses. Oh, this kind of sounds like it. Um, Kevin can travel by sled in a top-down view to the various houses and do battle with the bandits as they proceed to rob whatever house they are in in a 2D platform side-scrolling format. When this happens, Kevin must fight them off with different weapons and guns in order to fill up an empty pain meter. When he does so, he will have saved that particular house and caused the bandits to retreat. During this time, however, another meter will be filled as the bandits proceed to rob the house and Kevin is, if Kevin is unsuccessfully in stopping them, thereby allowing meter to be filled, the house will become flooded and you will be unable to re-enter the house again. If all houses end up flooded, the game is over. Let's move on to Blueprint. And I'll say that game concept sounds interesting. Uh, except for the fact that you're shooting them with a gun. <laughs> I'm 
Blueprint sounds like it'd be the pause screen. I don't. I didn't play this version. I played the SNES game, so I'm not exactly sure. But it sounds like you pause the game, you look at the blueprints of the house, and then you can find out where the different, I don't know, wet bandits might be, or like different important stuff in the house, like a map screen. Ooh, this is pretty good. Bass guitar or something, it's pretty cool. And just the whole uh, idea of the pain meter, so you gotta keep hurting these guys and uh, kind of keep them busy until the cops arrive. And uh, the other meter, like loot meter, whatever it was called. And if that meter fills up, then you fail and the house is flooded. Not like that. Let's go on to the colonial house. Sounds like I'm in colonial America. The closers for this game are Wolf Weber and Cliff Falls, who often work together. Wolf Weber was an American composer and sound designer who worked for Brain O Rice Inc. He composed several exclusive composed several tracks exclusively for Sega consoles, mainly the Genesis. Unfortunately, ooh, I don't like that. I'm gonna move on, because I hate that sound. Uh, this is Mansion. Another kind of elevator sound. Um, but I was saying, unfortunately, at an unknown date, Rolf passed away from brain cancer, which I found strange because he worked for a company called Brain and Rice or Brain and Rice. Another fun song, but it, again, it's kind of it gets a little too high pitched at points where it's kind of hard to listen to on the repeat. Definitely kind of fun dancey song. The other composer, Clifford Falls, is an American composer and sound designer who mainly composed music for the Sega Genesis, but also scored the audio for other consoles as well. Clifford currently serves as Executive VP of Sales and Marketing at Midwest Truck Advertising. <laughs> so, I guess he's not, no longer a music composer, he's now... Sounds like he sells trucks? Or advertising on trucks? interesting career, I guess. But that's all I have for those guys. Uh, we're back around this part, so let's move on to the final track I have for this episode, and it's called A Good Ending. I wish I had the bad ending to compare them, but I guess if you do a good job, this is what the ending sounds like. Pretty celeb... 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 Celebratory? Celebratory? I don't know how to say the word I want to say. Like a celebration is happening. You won.
a big fan of this. And uh, that's all I have for this episode. Hopefully, uh, I wish this episode ended with me being reunited with my co-host, but I guess there's always next Christmas. Hopefully you enjoyed that as much as I did. I'm a big fan of Home Alone, and I know I said there's a bunch of other Home Alone uh, games on different consoles, but they all kind of have a s- either the uh, same or similar music to this N- SNES version or the Sega Genesis version, just maybe in varying qualities. But that will wrap up this episode. I hope you all have a great Christmas and or whatever you celebrate i don't celebrate christmas but i do enjoy christmas movies from time to time and um i guess happy new year